Utah said the Chiefs were going to take it home this year. Not a single one. Feel that. Feel it. And on top of that, next time the Chiefs say something, put some respect on our name. Hey, it was Joe Burrow last week. It's Philly this week. It's Philly this week. Philly Blunt. Tonight, I'm smoking on that Philly Blunt tonight. Yeah, that Philly Blunt. You know, just chilling out, hanging out, man. Hey, great game. It was a great game. It just happened. So what? It just happened. Got to get over it. They're all laughing. Oh, they laughing. What's up? Don't worry about the tears. Why the tears have no fear? We are here for you. Don't worry, Chuck is here for you, baby. Don't worry. I know how you feel. I know how you feel. As a Cowboys fan, nobody trust me, cares. I know how you feel. And nobody cares. If you feel just like I feel, push people. This past week, a lot of disrespect out there. That's what Patty did. He had to break out on everybody. Against all odds. Push people. It's real out there for y'all. Oh, you can be. It's just you, cause you real, not the plastic type. But reality sets and you're stuck in this plastic life. Fake ass shit. Why the tears? Cry, Eagles, cry. We here for you. But I know how you feel. Trust me, we know how you feel. know how you feel. And I do care. Nobody cares, though. Push people. Hey, shit happens. Hey, just blow it off. You know those episodes of Game of Thrones, right? I don't know if you're familiar with the show out there, but it's this show you should check out called Game of Thrones. It's on HBO Max or HBO Max Discovery, whatever the hell it's going to be called in the future. But trust me, it's something you should check out. It's one of these famous episodes on the hit series called The Red Wedding. It's, you know, acclaimed. It's one of those big episodes that really shifted the entire, um, the entirety of the entire show where it, it threw the biggest fastball, the biggest curveball imaginable. No one's seen it coming. So if you've never seen the episode, The Red Wedding, here's a spoiler alert, a little bit of a spoiler alert. So in The Red Wedding episode, it was a coronation for the new king to be the new house of start leader so everybody who was gathering for this event anyone who was someone was at this event everyone took the side of the new future king to be not realizing what was to come what was to come was a massacre a massacre that was so crazy that it almost took every line of every house that opposed the lannisters and this is what I think when I thought about the Super Bowl. It is the Kelly Green wedding. It was a coronation before the game was even done. All week, we heard that the Philadelphia Eagles is the team of destiny. They're the best team in the league. They're better than the Chiefs. Point spread, one and a half points throughout the break. 
throughout the duration, throughout the All-Star break, Pro Bowl, whatever you call it, they held that one and a half point spread over the Kansas City Chiefs. You know, the team with the uh, more experience, the team that's been to more of these big games. And oh, by the way, the team that has the best effing quarterback in the goddamn league. You know, the guy that I said in a previous episode, he is him, that guy. But no, the media did the media. They did what they do. Sometimes it's nice to be quiet. It's really good to be quiet. Patience really is a virtue. Let everybody talk. Let them put their foots deeper and deeper and deeper down their throats because time reveals all. That's why I was patient. I was like, I'm patient. I'm I'm a let it, I'm a I'm a wait. Yes, I don't have the biggest platform in the world, but you know what? I love I love when everybody takes the side of an opposing team over one team that has greatness in front of us. Literally, greatness in front of us. And it and it, and it really perplexed me, honestly, guys. It really surprised me. I've been watching football for over 30 years. And I've never seen, and I'm not going to say I've never seen, there's it's a handful of times, maybe less than a handful of times that I can remember such a media bias toward one team. Philadelphia Eagles had a tremendous bias that was in favor of them. Everyone in the media picked them to win. Everybody was waving the Kelly Green flag. Everyone. Now, let's jump into the facts, shall we? Now, the thing that perplexed me as well is that the Chiefs, who play in a juggernaut AFC, who play way better competition than the Eagles all year, it perplexed me how not only did they have the experience, they had the tougher road to the Super Bowl, but yet and still, somehow, some way, they were the underdogs. <laughs> if that's not a bias, I don't know what is. All week, I had to hear, along with you guys, all week we had to hear how great the Philadelphia Eagles offense is, how great even their defense is. We'll get to that in a second. We heard that all week. Oh, they're great. They're just the most complete team in the league. This, that, and third, blah, blah, blah. Best offensive line, pro bowlers everywhere, blah, 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 blah. That's all we heard. That's all we heard. We didn't hear nothing about the Chiefs and how impressive they are and how they're the, the they're the measuring stick. They're the measuring stick now. No, none of that. Still underdogs. Jalen Hurts and that Philadelphia Eagles offense is impressive. It is without a doubt a juggernaut. And the team is not necessarily just a scheme that's um a, you know Jalen Hurts is a cog of he is the main cog of that offense. He proved that in the Super Bowl. Whatever they do there, scheme-wise, when he just runs and throws to AJ, because that's what he did a lot in that Super Bowl, and the Chiefs in the first half couldn't figure that out for some reason, throw to AJ and run. That's all he did in the first half. But more of that later. I want to give more respect and props for that team, man, on the offensive end. They put together a great roster on both sides, but the, the offense is a juggernaut, man. The Chiefs, specifically in the first half, really, really struggled to, to stop them. I mean, they could not stop them at all. It was just they, they, they imposed their will on the Chiefs' defense. It was a lot of bonehead plays on defense that these guys were missing. 
uh, it was infuriating. It was a lot of missed coverages and, you know, and to be fair, the Chiefs played like four rookies in the in the secondary. They've been playing rookies and, and they've been playing, you know, above their talent in certain cases. And in the first half of the Super Bowl, they played like rookies. And Jalen Hurts, you know, was dicing them up. He was running when he wanted to. And he was throwing to, you know, his favorite target. D. Smith caught a couple balls as well. He was impressive. But, I mean, he's a former Heisman Trophy winner. I mean, he, he's, he's, a, he's an impressive guy. They, they didn't really get the running game going, though. There wasn't a lot of Miles Sanders. There was a Jalen Hurts runs. They didn't really commit to the run that I, as much as I thought they would. But, yeah, they moved the ball up and down the field in the first half. And the Chiefs had no answers for them. And it was frustrating to see some of those blow coverages. But... It was rightfully so because the offense, man, the offense is, is, is them, man. They really good. Dallas Goddard, he caught some circus catches all game, and it was impressive, man. He was really doing his thing out there. He was doing his best Travis Kelsey impersonation, and he was pulling it off, man. So shout out to him. Jalen Hurts turned over the ball one time, and it was a critical turnover at the time of the game. I mean, they were up 14-7, and they were driving. But, you know, they weren't across midfield yet, but they were driving. And he fumbled the ball, and they returned it back to the house. And it tied up the game 14-14. So, in essence, it kind of restarted the game when that turnover happened. And from that point on, the Eagles still put up 10 more points. They went into halftime up 10 points. So, the fumble didn't matter, okay? That's excuse number one that I want to dismiss off the bat the fumble didn't matter they were up 10 points at halftime so it didn't matter so to come out patty mahomes had more pressure on his back where he had to come out and he had to score a touchdown in the third quarter there's no field goals you got to come out in the third quarter with all the adjustments and score a touchdown and that's exactly what he did did we have any doubt that he was going to do that I mean, some of you out there probably did because you're haters. We'll get back to that. Pat, the Patty hate is unbelievable, unbelievable. He's he's not even my quarterback. I felt like I had to be one of the few people on the Mahomes side to defend this dude's greatness. Like the dude is great. Like I know some of you out there hate greatness. You know, you hate to see people be great sometimes, and you hate to acknowledge the greatness that you are seeing before your eyes. It's hate. You know, I'm here to help you as well, brothers and sisters, on what is the obvious. It's hate. Acknowledge this kid's greatness. He's 27 years old, and he's doing things that we have never seen before, not even the great Tom Brady has done. You got to acknowledge that. You have to. And if you don't, you're a hater. You know, and if you are a hater, acknowledge your hate. That's all. That's all. No big deal. But back to the game. So they come out. They do their thing. 24-21 now puts the pressure back on the Philadelphia offense. All right, guys, we back. New game, 24-21. Your turn, Jalen. What you going to do? And on that drive, they had a long, impressive drive like they had in the first half, but they didn't cash in and on touchdown. And that was the time I knew. I was like, oh, they didn't get the touchdown. They got a field goal. You, when you play the Chiefs, man, I've seen enough of these games over the past few years. You have to kill these guys, man. You can't give them chances. It, it, it's such... It's so hard to play a team that you know you have to score more se- you have to score more touchdowns than field goals to beat them to have a shot to beat them. And once they didn't cash a touchdown on that on that possession and, and got a field goal, I knew it was it, they had a shot. And then right on cue, Patty Mahomes brought the field brought it right back down and, and scored. 
You know the dude had eight total possessions in the game? The Eagles did a masterful job of time and possession. Heading into the game, I knew the Chiefs would have a hard time um, winning the game if they could not get off the field. And the Eagles did execute very well in the first half. They they had time of possession, man. Patty was barely on the field in the second quarter. But that's how you win. I watched Tom Brady beat Patrick Mahomes in, in Kansas City by keeping him off the field. Getting uh possessions after possession or or, or and, and and cashing in on third downs and 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 scoring and keeping him off the field. That's how you beat this guy. So credit to Andy Reid for making those adjustments though at, at halftime. He made killer adjustments. I mean, he coached circles, laps, and miles around Sirianni's staff in the second half. That's undebatable. I mean, it was schoolyard stuff he was doing around the, the red zone. I mean, it was insane some of the stuff that he was pulling off down there in the red zone. I'm like, bro, like, Andy was really in his bag of tricks. I mean, he was really in his bag when it came to all the, the motions and and uh, and all of that type of stuff. But, you know, you got to pay you got to pay homage to it. I, I just felt like it was so much bias heading in. I mean, now down to the Chiefs, the Chiefs had a, a plan in place that it really carried through. They threw the ball 27 times and ran it 26 times. 50-50. I mean, that's perfect picture perfect i wish my cowboys could do a lot more of that but kellamore decides to throw it more than he runs significantly more than he runs so thank god we don't have to worry about that and that's going to be that's going to be justin herbert's issue but 27 throws to 26 runs is great steady offense not high not low they had to be efficient because again they lost time of possession in this game in the second half they scored on every possession, every possession the Kansas City Chiefs scored on. You know, so ref or no ref, it didn't matter. They could not stop the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, let me get to the defense. One fact about the Philadelphia Eagles overrated defense was the one fact that I knew I had on my side when I talked about, in the beginning of this, the huge media bias for the for the Philadelphia Eagles. Why did I say it was a huge bias? Because they ignored all week they ignored how fraudulent that secondary is i watch with my own two eyes along with millions of other people in this country dak prescott who's quote-unquote ass ass put 40 on that secondary 40 and i'm supposed to believe as a football fan f a cowboys fan chiefs fan all that as a football fan I'm supposed to believe that Patrick Mahomes can put that up on that defense if Dak can put that up on that defense? Come on, man. But nobody reported that except for Nick Wright. He was the only one that brought it out because everybody was on their biased Philly shit. Let's just keep it real. They didn't play anyone this year. No one. The people they played lit their ass up. Did the media tell you that? No. Because they had a narrative already. They wanted the Eagles to win. Who knows, man? Listen, the media is, is filled with a bunch of guys like you and I. They're fans, fanboys and fangirls, just like us. They have their, their own allegiances as well. I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of them got Kelly had Kelly Green t-shirts underneath their button-ups. 
it, it just it, it baffled me that it was just so unreported that they weren't you know that they weren't really educating their fans and, and, and or just giving that analysis that needs to be given that unbiased analysis and it, I, that just didn't happen this time around i don't know why you know now there could be theories Maybe the media has such a bias towards Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs because they don't want him to surpass their boy, Tom Brady. Let's keep it real. The bias is in that. The media's binky is Tom Brady. And this young boy, half-breed, 27-year-old stud, is on a trajectory on the pathway of passing your beloved goat, Tom Brady. There's a bias. Because other than that, what is it to hate about this dude? You tried to put Josh Allen over him, even though he beat Josh in the playoffs last year. You changed the rules because of it. You tried to put, it's like, yo, he's Tiger Woods. You know, I'm a, yo, Patrick Mahomes is Tiger Woods and the rest of these quarterbacks is the field. But you know what? They kept trying to put people above him every single step of the way. Oh, he don't got Ty- Tyreek no more. So he's going to take a step back. Did he? No. Josh Allen's going to win MVP. He's going to be better. They're going to go to the Super Bowl. Blah, 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 blah. Did it happen? No. Joe Burrow's better than him. He, the Cincinnati Bengals, they're on their way. They're going to go back to the Super Bowl because it's Joe Burrow's time now and blah, 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 blah. Did that happen? No. He beat them all. And then he gets to the Super Bowl and they disrespect him by not even acknowledging the path that he laid to get to the Super Bowl. The bodies he, he he piled up along the way. Trevor Lawrence. Joe Burrow. Did they acknowledge it? No. Because it was a narrative already. So that's what drove me crazy. Again, Patrick Mahomes is really great. And we just have to acknowledge the guy's greatness, man. You know, he's doing it the right way. He's not a bad guy. He's not a, a phony. I mean, Tom admitted he was a phony in, in, in New England. And he said... 90% of the stuff I don't even, that I want to say, I don't say. He said it himself. But Patrick is just a good dude, man. The dude scored 24 points in the second half on one leg. Legendary. He beat Joe Burrow on one leg and beat the Eagles on one leg against all odds when everybody picked against him. Now, I ask you guys out there, the fans, and I ask the media out there, are you going to now cover the Kansas City Chiefs the way they should be covered as a on the verge dynasty are you going to give them that same respect you started to give the Patriots after a while because they didn't get any of that respect in this Super Bowl so you know I'm not going to digest every play and all of that I just wanted to, to kind of give you my two cents on it and and what I was thinking heading into the game I knew what happened is what I thought was going to happen I knew that Patrick Mahomes was going to carve up that secondary and that defense overall because I knew that defense was overrated because they hadn't played anybody all year. But the media didn't do their jobs to let you know about that. So it was cool to see the the football gods play things out the way it should have played out. Just like I tweeted out, I'm going to read a tweet of mine last night. I said to everyone, I said, hey, this is really simple, folks. The Eagles defense has played no top 10 or 12 quarterbacks since Dak, and Dak torched them this same defense for 40. The media failed you in their Philly bias, with their Philly bias. That's what really happened. And, and if you don't see that, then, you know, you're part of that side. 
or you would just, you know, led astray, you know, and, and if you were led astray, that's fine, brothers and sisters. Now you can see. Now you can see with your own two eyes. But some other um highlights of the Super Bowl just away from the game. Oh, no, no, no. Lastly, on to the on to the call. The call that everybody was so upset about because they made the call and it kind of ended the game. A hold is a hold, yo. I seen it live when it happened, when they replayed. I said, oh, man, what happened? And they replayed the dude. The dude held and grabbed him coming out of his break. And then when he came out of his break, he tugged his jersey again. So the referee said, I have no choice but to throw the flag. Like, now maybe if he held him out the break and let him go and not tugged him that last time, then they probably would have let it go. But the fact that you grabbed him into the break, and then when he got out of his break, you tugged a little bit more, they not, they're going to call that, bro. They're going to call it. I've seen it called a million times. And I, I love the fact that they was consistent in the call. Be consistent. Keep the same energy. Quarter one, quarter four. And they did that. And hey, Bradbury, like a real man, went out there and, and said it and fessed up to him and said, hey, I did tug. I held. I thought they was going to let it go, but they did. Shout out to him. Being real about it. You tugged him. You grabbed him. And they called it. So I'm glad he did that because, you know, there would have been more excuses, more excuses, yet more excuses because, you know, people can't deal with that. You know what I mean? Their feelings is more important than their than, than facts. But the reality is the fucking reality. It was a hold. And the guy admitted it. Thank God. So now he took away the excuses for all of you people out there who want to hate on Patrick Mahomes for being great. Okay? All right. Now on to some other points that I wanted to make. Super Bowl performance, halftime performance, everybody went crazy because Riri looks like she's preggers again. And she confirmed that much. All right? Now... I'm not going to stay on this because I don't really care as much. But it's going to be mad, mad entertaining to see the reactions and all of the memes and things that's going to come from all of this. Because they've already begun. And I just would have loved to be a fly on the wall in that Canadian compound out there in Toronto to see Drake's reaction when he seen Rihanna's belly. Oh man. It would have been. I bet you he probably spit out his thousand dollar bottle of Merlot. Or whatever the hell he was drinking that night. But that would have been. that. I, I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall for that. But hey man. I, hey. Rocky man. He hit her up ASAP bro. <laughs> he hit her up ASAP. I mean hey. Can you be mad at the dude man? You can't be mad at the dude. Everybody out there would do what he doing. And he doing you know what he got to do. Hey, what can I say? So shout out to Rocky. Now, uh, some other things I want to just really go through that that just really pissed me off. And this is before the game. The NFL, yo, y'all got to cut it out with all of this, all of this pandering that y'all do for the military. We already know that a lot of what y'all do pandering wise for organizations is BS. We know the charitable organizations is BS. Stories have come out about how you're not on up and up about where money is going for fines and all of that right so it's all propaganda when they talk about the military you got kevin costner on there narrating and talking about the military and pat tillman we still talking about this pat tillman thing he talking about how he died in the line of duty no he was he died under shady circumstances killed during friendly fire and they tried to cover it up 
all right the narratives drives me crazy it's propaganda it's truly the nfl is in the business of propaganda i mean don't get me started with the jesus ads and and now i don't know if the nfl is behind all that because cb uh fox excuse me fox is broadcasting it so you know at the end of the day it's fox's channel it's their it's their program so you know the ads might go through fox so i don't know if the nfl is a part of that but just to have the Jesus ads on there. I mean, Jesus, military, beer. You know what the hell they're marketing to. Who they're marketing to. They're marketing to middle America. And it's gross. Like, you know, it had me thinking. If you guys cuck so hard for the military. And how we go so hard for the NFL in this country. It's the number one sport. And it's so important. Super Bowl is a huge event. Why in, why in the world? Isn't it a national holiday? You guys love the Super Bowl so much. You talk about God and military and all this crap. But yet and still, the government won't give us a day off. It's crazy. It's crazy. I, I just find it really uh, amusing, but annoying at the same time. So, yeah, man. I mean, the NFL, the NFL was definitely interesting. Oh, yeah. Dak Prescott being booed for his uh, award, accepting his Walter Payton award was hilarious to me as well. But I mean, it didn't surprise me. Philly fans are the most cla- uh, classless fans that you can think of. I mean, the guy is winning an award that has nothing to do with his play. It has everything to do with his character. That's why you win a Wal- Walter Payton Award. And then you boo him. You know? So that just tells you the kind of people they are. You know? These are the same people that clapped and cheered when Michael Irvin was partially paralyzed on that carpet rug over concrete that they called Vet Stadium. I never forgot that. And they're classless, so it didn't surprise me. But it, it's funny that Dak can um, live rent-free in their their minds because they know and he knows that he owns them. 8-3, and three, baby. 8-3 and three against the Eagles. And we'll see you next year, and he'll put up more big stats like he always do against y'all. So we welcome your hate.